Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hey everyone, so today's episode of Strictly Hip Hop is going to be a massive discussion on album replay value with Ken Inge of Dead End Hip Hop as well as two people from the Low Mid podcast, which is also part of the Dead End family. My guys, Ramil and Nemo, join the conversation and we all sit to discuss album replay value Where was it historically in hip-hop? Where is it now? And projecting forward this next decade, we are starting to see some of the new stars, Lil Babies, Meg Thee Stallion, the artists of that nature that are are seeming to be the next quote-unquote generation of hip-hop. And we're kind of looking at the idea of does album replay value matter in the streaming era? And And to do that again, we look at we look at the 2000s. We look at the the 2010s, the last decade, and we just kind and we just kind of look at the importance of it. Doesn't matter in an era where we can just stream anything we want, create playlists, and all we're all curators in a sense. It's a very fascinating discussion. It's a very fun discussion. Once again, I want to shout out my friend Josh for uh, for talking with me off air. That's what sparked the idea for this conversation that you're hearing, and I was glad that I was able to get together a dope hip-hop panel to discuss this along with some new voices on the podcast that's always fun now without further ado before i get the episode started i want to do some quick housekeeping please 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 if you do not already follow me on all of the socials mainly twitter and instagram at real chris platty c-h-r-i-s-p-l-a-t-t-e i know you know how to spell real give me a follow i'll follow back and uh, that's the best way to stay up to date on the content. I do polls on Instagram all the time, uh, on Twitter. I, I, I retweet a lot of the headlines. Sometimes I even put out some of my thoughts on albums if I know I'm not going to discuss it on the podcast. So that's the best way to stay in touch with me and to stay up to date on the podcast itself. Now, as far as new content coming, I have some NBA bubble talk coming on the podcast on the Strictly Hoop Talk side of it. And then on Strictly Hip Hop, I'm working on something more secretive. That will probably be later next week. But the NBA bubble podcast will come this week as teams are starting to close down and finish up the seeding games. We talk about the surprise Suns, all sorts of stuff with a very special guest. So I'm very excited to do that. Now, all right, let's kick this podcast off. Strictly Hip Hop Album Replay Value featuring Ken Inge, Rob Mill, and Nemo of the Low Mid Podcast as well. Let's get it.
All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty, and joining me on the podcast today is a longtime guest, Ken Inge of Dead End Hip Hop, but also joining this podcast for the first time, my guys Ramel and Nemo of the Low Mid Podcast. How you guys doing? What's going on? Thanks for having us. Yeah, th- thanks, man. It's it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, man, it's a pleasure to have you guys on. I'm excited for this discussion. Um, it's been it's been something that's been sitting with me. Shout out to my boy Josh who first had the conversation with me about artists and replay value and just album replay value in specific and how that matters today. Because sitting through quarantine, we saw that the first half of the year it started to pick up the last the last month or so, but the first half of the year we really saw a lot of artists sit back as the whole world was trying to figure out you know, the global pandemic, especially the music industry. And so we saw a lot of the bigger commercially viable acts sit out. And that got me thinking, you know, of the idea of just replay value. And does that matter today when artists can just put out a bunch of songs or put out a bunch of projects with short, short amount of songs, just a wide range of of releasing tactics and everything being streamable and people being able to make their own playlists and Spotify, Apple Music title, all having these already big time curated playlists with millions and millions of followers. So I wanna I wanna start there. Does the album replay value have value or does the album replay have value in today's streaming era with all of that that I just said? I'll start I'll start with you, Ken, who's been in the music, the longest of all of us. Um, I would say, yeah. And I think it would probably be more valuable today than in the past, mainly because there's um, monetization attached to it. There's an economy uh, system built into streaming. So because of that, you would want to, as an artist, have people play your 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 music as much as possible. So I would say there is value in having um, replay attached to whatever music you release. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And a big uh, a, a big thing that also sparked this conversation was looking at Kendrick Lamar set a record earlier this month for now four hundred straight weeks on the Billboard for good kid mad city that's the longest standing hip-hop album Damn. on the billboard of 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 all time in hip-hop history wow so 400 weeks for kendrick lamar and good kid mad city and so that got me thinking so i want to toss it i want to toss it to you guys do you guys feel like you guys are you guys are my age so we don't got to give away numbers but um you guys are closer to my age so how do you feel about uh artists having replay value do you think that that's something that um that is helpful today or do you think it doesn't really matter do you think it depends on the type of artist you are where, where do you guys stand i'll start with you ramil um i think it absolutely matters because uh to ken's point um because of the monetization of uh, because of how um like how diverse the monetization is of music now especially too like you definitely want people to have a, an urge to hear your stuff. Now, I would, I don't really, I'm interested to know what really are the characteristics of a song or an album that has replay value, because I want to know what makes that a fact or what makes that something that people can define as replay value. Um, 
but for, for what it is and what for what we know it to be, yeah, I would definitely think that's important because you definitely want people to have, you know, you want your music to be something that people need to digest, I think, and that people need to um, be able to take a lot of things from. And so if you're making just, you know, music that's not, that doesn't require a whole bunch of replays, to me, maybe it could be a lack of lyrical substance, maybe, or it could be, you know, to me, that if people don't, if I was an artist and people didn't want to replay my stuff after they heard it, I would think they didn't like it. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I would think that it's just down to you want, I think that's a sign of that you're making quality stuff when people want to hear it over and over again. Now, I know that there may be like a form, a formula to making a song like that, but I still think that it just like, because some people that replay songs over and over again don't necessarily listen to those songs that have that traditional mainstream formula. So I would definitely say it's still highly important. Okay, you stumbled on, you brought up something really good that I want to get to in determining al album replay value. I want to dive into that a little bit more. And then also just looking at the artists of the last 10 years that really uh, that really do have album replay value. And some that maybe are bigger acts that don't necessarily have that on the opposite mm -hmm. end of the spectrum. But Nemo, I want you to jump in first before we get to that part and just uh just your overall thoughts on album replay value and if it is important in this in today's climate of streaming and playlisting man it's definitely important especially since we're in an age where music is so accessible you know we have artists dropping every every day now there's a new artist every day now and and if you think back to the back in the day when you would buy a record of course you would play it all the way through but now with music being so much more accessible of course, the the average listener is going to have a, a, a larger palette to choose from. You know what I'm saying? So you definitely want your music to stick around. And it's, it's definitely important for the artists to make the music that will stick around. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that. And I think there's certain cases, though, when I was looking at artists, just I was going through my library and looking at all of the artists where particularly album replay value might not have the most um, importance to them. And we'll, and we'll get to that in a second, but let's just look at let's look at the the question that Ramil posed, and I really like that of what determines album replay value. So for you, Ken, I'll, I'll go back to you to start this. What what determines uh, album replay value for you? Is it just the is it the lyrics? Is it the substance? Is it just how it sounds? Is it everything? Is it the the sequency? What what of an album just really gets you to makes you want to actually throw that on when we're in an era where we can th play any song we've ever wanted in the history of the universe? Um, I would definitely say that I would start with sound. Um, it's one of the first things that I pay attention to when I put on a new album. And then after that, it gets into like the substance of the, the music itself, if there's any there. And of course, obviously that's artist dependent, but if the substance is on point and there's a, a narrative or there's some type of concept uh, to, to the album, then that increases the replay value uh, for me as well. If there's a lot of things in there that I don't know about that requires additional research or things that, that I would like to learn about, that increases the replay value there. Um, so, and I think just trying to always, um, just being able to discover something new each time you listen to it that you didn't discover before. 
You know, there's sometimes a, a baseline will hit different or a snare would sound different or a lyric will stand out. And all of that is directly retired to the, to the artist and sometimes the producer. So for me, those are the, the, the qualitative things that I look for when it comes to, to replay value. Right now, younger, it would depend on, you know, the contest. Like, am I out hanging out with my, with my homies and, you know, are we playing like some ignorant shit, you know, because sometimes they have more heady stuff. You, you, you know, kind of, you know, you play for yourself, but mm-hmm. you know, back in the day when I used to go out all the time, it was Jeezy. And then it was, yeah. you know, prior to that, it was no limit and stuff like that. So those are the type of songs right. that you, or the music that you play when you're around your boys and you want to play what's dope. So when it comes to stuff like that is definitely beat, hook, like the excitability of it how it, it relates to what's going on in the in the in the current environment. Is it something mm. that everybody's playing mm. and, and mm. if it's if it's banging. Mm. Um so so those things. So then then it becomes like um I don't know if culturally culturally relevant is the word, but you know, I think that, you know, I think that's it. Like it it documents and or timestamp or put a timestamp on the moment that you're currently living in. Yeah, that's a good point. And before I toss it to to Ramil and Nemo, I want to just jump in because I think I think that what I had written down kind of falls in line with some of what you were saying. And that, uh, you know, to me, I I love having playlists. Like I'm a I, I like having the ability to throw on playlists. And there's but there's just something I find myself often when a when a playlist comes on, I like to throw it on shuffle because I like to have it leave up to chance but then then at the same time when i leave it up to chance i get very picky about the results of okay like why even if i like all the songs in the playlist (laughs) you know like i don't want this song to follow that song so i like the idea of an album because an album which may only be one artist but that album is sequenced with an intentional order and if it's a great album it has a connective feeling not just in content but just sonically speaking so i think that that kind of speaks to me uh, what a big holder of album replay value is and why it still has value because how many times do I, I don't know about you guys, but I have a master playlist of like my 900 favorite songs of all time, which are just like my favorite. If I was trapped on an Island and could never listen to any new music again, this is what I had, but I'll be honest with you, you know, like of those 900 songs, I love them all to death, but not, I'm not, I'm not when something comes on and I hit shuffle, I might skip it, even though I love it, because it's just the way yeah. it followed, whatever song, the mood I'm in. Yeah, so uh, so I want to toss it to you guys. I just wanted to get that point there. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, man. I think, um, of course, man, like we, you know what I'm saying? You you might love ice cream, but you don't want to eat it all the time. You know, like right. it's 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 the same thing with that. And um, to Ken's point, I like the I like Ken's point of, environment playing a huge factor yeah, in which you replay absolutely. because um let's be honest like i'm not replaying the baby really on my own too much but if i'm in a lit situation then i might play him right or you know what i'm saying same thing with like and i do play him a lot but like it's like what because i have certain songs that are like you know i have certain songs from whole different genres that i play back more probably than a lot of his stuff you feel me mm-hmm. so I think that when it comes to replay value, I look for definitely sound. Um, and for me, more specifically, as far as sound song structure, which is really what kind of helps 
a song be like a song you know what i'm saying like yeah the placement of certain choruses or you know how quickly a person comes in after this verse you feel me or like the energy of the song i guess right. in total is what really draws me in and i would say like i think honestly that is probably one of like i'll just use him as an example um kanye is like one of the best examples of that like so he's not like the best technical rapper or whatever but his song structure and his atmosphere of songs makes it so good you feel me so yeah. i think that that and that he has a, a whole bunch of fucking replay value so that's what i think what i look for is like production and then the lyrics of course like but for kendrick's songs i think like when i'm more in a lyrical mood i'm more likely to want to hear lyrical music whereas just if it sounds good if it's in the category of it just sounding so good it has more of a chance to be replayed more frequently than if i hear like some stuff that I hear when I'm in a certain mood. You feel me? Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, I hope that made sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. Let's go to Nemo. Nemo, what are your thoughts on on album replay value? What determines it for you? Well, first of all, I, I wanted to touch on one of your points about the 900 play the 900 song playlist. See, I, I couldn't do that. See, I, I need my playlist to be like more organized. You feel me? Because you know, 900 songs that, that made me want to skip it too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need every song to hit. You feel me? Yeah, that's one of like <laughs> that's one of many for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like That's like my I have a library of like 50,000 songs. So that so like that 900 is really like the the you know like the the one percent or the I, I'm stuck at math, but you get what I'm okay. saying. So uh, so that's kind of where that comes in. I have much more like you know 40 song playlists and things like that that are more tailored to you know like okay. all all of that but yeah just generally speaking you know that kind of that kind of when i can throw on my master playlist it could take me out when i go from when i go from you know benny the butcher to uh lionel richie you know what i mean like it's right, just right 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 it's just like the transition okay. there is, is is not as smooth as you would think <laughs> so okay. go ahead nemo well, I feel you on that, Dan. Well, I guess I haven't reached that point yet. But anyways, to answer your question, um, I feel like uh, for an album to have replay value for me, um, it has to have it has to have a certain atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? It has to have mm -hmm. a consistent atmosphere. It has to uh, the artist has to be, you know, he has to pull me into their world. You know what I'm saying? I have to feel very immersed into their world now. Whether the atmosphere is movie-like or whether if it's consistent, then, then then that's it. And as far as the content, I really just want the content to be authentic to the artist. It really just depends on whatever artist I'm listening to. Because for me, I feel like I like to adapt to different type of artists. So with that being said, and as far as like when I'm putting together my playlist, I like to have, uh, I like to find a whole bunch of songs from an album and just put them in their order. And just when I'm listening to when I'm listening when I'm listening to my playlist, I'm just listening to like many albums like consecutively. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was so gonna... that way, like I'm stuck in there. I'm just stuck in their environment for like a brief time. Yeah, and I think that goes to speaking on what I what I brought up earlier and the idea of when you do have such a such a crazy massive playlist that it can you could be drawn out by too much diversity where where you kind of want to get what where a song comes on and it kind of wants to take you to that world so you kind of stop and yeah and you and you visit an album rather than continue with the playlist so that's interesting that you do that i've, I've never thought of doing that with my actual playlist 
Yeah. Just, I wanted to ask you guys, have you guys ever, um, and this is for all of you, all three, all three of you, have you guys ever <laughs> put together a playlist, but kind of had an idea of like, you put together this playlist as a design for, or maybe this is what playlists are for, maybe, but like you put the playlist as a design for like, maybe this is what I would want if I were to do like a debut album, this is what I would want it to sound like. Like, did y'all ever create a playlist with like, hmm, I would want like maybe yeah. the hype stuff, like have y'all ever done that before? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm one of the things I, I've done is I've actually, uh, I've actually started to use my Instagram and my Twitter and all that to say, hey, if anybody wants me to make them an individual playlist of songs that based off of what I know about you uh, and the music that you like, and what I think you would like, you know, let me know. And so oh, cool. I've enjoyed really trying to curate to other people's individual tastes and show them new things because I love sharing music. And also I've kind of done something not along the, de the debut album line, but more so along the lines of like creating a playlist of like I'll take I'll take Kendrick songs or Travis songs or Cole songs and I'll make a, a, a playlist of a, like 20 J. Cole records or 12 J. Cole records or whatever. And then I'll try to just randomly, and then I'll try to sequence them to make them kind of make sense just because I, I enjoy sequencing really much. So that's like something I do in my free time. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the closest I come to like the, the debut album thing, which is interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to start doing that because I, I have so many playlists. Oh, yeah. I have like oh, I have like over 100. And I know this is about album replay value. But um, but Ken, are you really much of a playlist guy, or do you really just throw on albums? Um, I'm an album guy, and I guess what what I do is I go through albums and I take certain songs and then I move them over into um, playlists, and from there I would play those in certain situations. Um, but every morning, you know, when I go to work or when I wake up. I spend about 10 and 15 minutes and I go to my uh, Ken's favorite songs playlist or my favorite songs playlist and just push shuffle and then uh, and listen to those and then um, filter those out into like dead end jazz and dead end classic soul and you know mm. dead end whatever uh, those individual playlists that are that are separated by genre and stuff like that. But um, but what I do is that and that's why I think just where re where replay value comes in is because you take those albums that have replay value in them baked in them and you identify for me i identify the songs the top four or five star songs that i like yeah i mark them in apple music as four or five songs for you know with that star and yeah. then it automatically moves it to a uh, favorite songs playlist and then when i just want to hear some random stuff i'll push that and then it's playing songs from albums that have high replay value for me, so it's it kind of kind of automated the whole process. So, hmm. but yeah. Life is full of things to manage: your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. All right, let's let's kind of jump into the idea of of just artists of this generation, looking at the last like ten years or so, because I feel like 
right now. I said this before we started recording, but I feel like it, it's shifting. The generation is changing. The the little babies, the babies are are coming up, and and you know, there's rumors of J Cole retiring and all of that. So it seems like there there might yeah. we might be in the process of changing of guard at, at least in hip hop. So let's look at the artists of the last ten uh, ten years, and then kind of and then kind of based on what we what we gather from that kind of look forward at today's today's arts a little babies to babies all that and who are some of the artists that just come to mind of the last 10 years that really have high replay uh al- album value and for me i mean what what popped to my mind first was was kendrick and kanye and kanye was obviously 2000s leading into the 2010s more so at least as far as his album replay value goes but um but Kendrick of this last generation, I think Schoolboy Q, I think Travis, uh, I think I think some of Jay Z's albums. Freddie Gibbs is someone who stands out to me as well. Uh, Game and Rick Ross. I mean, who are some of the artists that come to mind for you when it comes to replay value? I, I I'll open the floor to anyone who wants to start this. You you forgot one name that I that I, I thought about instantly, but I'm kind of shocked that you didn't mention him. Uh, and who, who's that? Drake. See, to me, oh, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't have replay value to you. He, he, he. His albums don't. Like he's a he's a guy. With with Drake, here's my thing. I actually I actually charted this out one time. It was funny. I was uh I was talking with some of my coworkers and I and I said you know man I only returned to most most albums of Drake outside of outside of nothing was the same is so far gone. I only returned to like four or five songs max. And so, you know, if you count, if you, if you chart that out, when you're looking at albums that are usually Drake albums are like 20 songs, then in reality, you're looking at, you know, 25%, 20%, 30% of the album you're returning to. So for me, I wouldn't necessarily deem that an album with, with high replay value because I'm not putting on that album. I'm putting the songs from it on there. And to me, and to me, Drake, with the fact that he releases albums every year, I mean, he doesn't really, for the most part, obviously, uh, he doesn't really give you a chance to um, to to breathe and have that and have that album replay value. Where somebody like Kendrick or J. Cole, who I also didn't mention, um, have usually albums that come out. There's years between them, so that to me kind of kind of shapes it against Drake personally. But I'm open to I'm open to your your disagreements on that no it's just okay so let's say this right let's say like so you're basically saying more specifically albums that have you listen to albums sequentially over and over and over again i mean not necessarily but i mean can i throw on like 80 percent of 60 okay, yeah. of this album okay. and, so, yeah. and enjoy it yeah okay so yeah yeah i definitely uh would have to disagree with this earlier work i think it had yes yeah. um take care for sure has replay value um and I think that that's still his. Yeah, point. I like about half. Of yeah, days. see, like out of how many songs was that? I don't think. How, well, I think it was like eighteen or twenty. Eighteen it was or twenty lot. songs. Yeah, I think out of about eighteen or twenty songs, I maybe liked about maybe fourteen or fifteen of them. But okay. that's which is about what you said. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that his earlier work had, and then again, like I mean, I think um, to thank me later. I think a lot of his a lot of his general songs that he puts out have replay value so if we're talking about his albums i would agree with you more okay on his, on his later work on his later work but i would just say for i would say he's shown 
um, he can have replay value with his earlier work. Um, mm-hmm. Although I would argue that he's definitely not maintained it all the way through. Absolutely. Um, but I would say just with his earlier work, I think that that's where he proved he could have it, although he hasn't really had um, too much of it since like maybe two, 2013, really, maybe 2014, but at least for the last four or five years. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Nemo, Ken, you want to jump in? Um, I'm still thinking, but <laughs> right now, uh, right now I got Logic. His earlier projects had replay value. That's a fact. Uh, I would say Earl, Earl Sweatshirt, his projects had replay value. Well, not his most recent one, but definitely some rap songs. And let me think, what's the other one? that had a lot of it uh i think i don't like shit i don't go outside definitely had replay value at least for me um let me think ramil you know i'm missing somebody um what about tyler uh tyler i mean he he has replay value but then again, he has a, a hardcore fan base. I think his replay value has gotten better over his last three albums. Too. I would agree yeah. with that. I would agree I, too. But I'm I was starting to think of I was thinking of Goblin. You know, that one yeah, wasn't really yeah. all that good. And yeah. you know, he, he I was just thinking of his immature mistakes basically. But I would definitely agree. Igor definitely for me is definitely his uh that's definitely that's definitely his best project yeah, for sure. Wolf is my personal favorite. Yeah, I like Flowerboy the best personally. Ken, do you? Who are some of the artists that that you find yourself since you seem to be the one that listens to albums and most of us? Um, who are some of the artists of the last ten years that would stand out to you in terms of album replay value, where you throw their their albums on? Um, Drake would be. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, <laughs> you knew uh, you knew that was coming <laughs> I mean you know you have your go to guys like Kendra Lamar, Schoolboy Q uh, you know mm-hmm. I, I believe they can be easily named I'll give yeah. you Scarface um, who probably has the best discography in hip hop RTJ yeah Run the Jewels um, yeah. definitely and Hell yeah. we can do um, Ka Ka's work is extremely dope. Rock Marciano's most recent uh, work is extremely dope. Billy Woods, Arm and Hammer when they drop a project. Um, who else I got? You like Bodie James? I do. He's he, most of his uh, later stuff. I do. Um, yeah. His earlier stuff when he was finding you know feeling finding himself uh, was cool, but his later stuff is. Much much better. Okay, I agree. And uh, there was an, there was there was somebody else. Um, Odyssey, Odyssey. I don't know if I mentioned. Oh yeah, Odyssey. love yeah, Odyssey. Yeah. Damn near all this stuff has high replay value. Okay, uh, I, I I definitely agree with um with Freddie too. By the way, yeah, yeah Freddie for sure. Like, yeah, I... what about um? Um, I'm gonna throw one more name. Well, there's two. There's two names that I have here. Okay, um, yeah. that that I think are are interesting, and that's Travis Scott and Mac Miller. Like what? to me, 
to me, Travis Scott, I think, has has good, very good replay value. He does. He definitely I, does. I think when we talk about earlier about atmospheres, about creating that that environment, yeah. yes. um, yeah. and Astro World, what he did with the with the no features, while that wasn't the while that wasn't the first time that was ever done, um, it was it, it made the the first album listen so such a memorable experience. Oh, even you mean not, not listing my, the features in the title? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like thing, things like that. Um, and then also just the way the album felt, the way they yeah. f- each song flowed and each song each song changed at some point throughout the song. And then um, yeah. Mac, Mac Miller's uh, an artist that really had an interesting career throughout it, uh, starting off as, as just a kind of a, a lyrical pop, ish rapper and then and then kind of developing and finding finding his own sound in his own way um do either of those two artists with you with any of you guys have album replay value i would say uh, definitely astro for, and travis mm-hmm. for me mac miller's uh mixtape what was that mixtape with the yellow curve the yellow cover uh no faces faces, faces. faces. yeah that was definitely my favorite mixtape from mac miller and that was a very long one, 24 songs, and I still, I still like about 21 of them. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a huge um, Mac Miller fan. I didn't really listen to him much. I did, I was on him like when he first first came out. Like I heard like Donald Trump, and I remember yep. like first. I'm talking about early, early. Like I remember when he first dropped Donald Trump, and then I went and checked out like maybe his first mixtape, and I, I listened to um. What was his posthumous release? Was it Circles? Yep. I liked that. So, but like, that was, um, I didn't really follow him like that in between. So I can't really say whether I think he has replay value or not. Um, but definitely Travis, man. Travis after, he Travis had replay value before Astroworld. It just kind of skyrocketed after Astroworld because that kind of mm-hmm. put him on a whole nother level. Yeah, Rodeo but, and rodeo and uh, Birds also had Yeah, that, that was already too. good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was already good. So like, and I think 30210, and I think like Butterfly, I mean Butterfly Fleck when he dropped the single was like everywhere. And like even like um what was it, Birds in a Trap? Like that was like his first tape, right? Was that like was nah. it Birds in No, trap? Birds in a Trap was his second album. That was after Rodeo. After Rodeo, okay, yeah. So yeah, man, I think Travis is a good example of somebody who has replay value. And especially um with his he has a uh I think a modern classic in Astroworld, so especially that album. But, yeah, I think he's an an album artist. Yeah, he definitely is. He because Astroworld feels like one amusement park trip, like a date. Yeah, a hundred percent. Names that I that I brought up that um that I heard a little bit. So Schoolboy Q and Rhapsody to me are also artists that have very high replay value. I think Rhapsody's last two albums are are incredible, and then Schoolboy Q to me is is very underrated in this discussion because I think. I think when it comes to albums and we're just looking at purely if you're just ranking an artist solely on their albums, not their commercial success, whatever, um, Schoolboy Q has quite the catalog. Um, uh, And I know I wasn't the biggest crash talk guy and I still am not. I still don't think that that's that great of of, of a body of work, but Blank Face and Oxymoron are albums that are just, you talk about the sequencing, you talk about just the, the the production schoolboy q's writing i mean those are those are incredibly incredibly high um album replay values for me i would agree i def i'm definitely glad you brought up 
uh, Rhapsody, man, because I've been telling people about her for like a long. Well, you mean female or which one? Because it's two. Rhapsody, yeah, the female. Okay, yeah, her last her album before this one was Layla's Wisdom, I think. Oh yeah, and that was amazing. Great that that just has great classic sounding music like that's just oh yeah i don't even know how else to describe it but it's just kind of like just general feel good music that could go across all walks of life like it's kind of just that music that in my perception is like i mean of course it's very much you know out black culture and very much you know african-american traditional music and soul music and jazz and all that great stuff and that's the type of music that i think across all dramas that's just kind of universally sounding music and so she has a lot of samples of like that in her songs in her last album um, I really, I, I think I actually like her last album more. Um, I do too. I think, I think it has more replay value. So I would most definitely say she has replay value. Eve, right? So yeah, I would definitely because I downloaded every song off that album, and I oh, yeah. every song. So I mean, yeah, she's definitely somebody who I say is you know she's on the. I think when she like when she blows, she's gonna blow, and I think that she will. And I'm glad that she's getting the recognition that she deserves now because she's definitely a great rapper and with great replay value. Yeah, I mean, I could go on a whole nother tangent about yeah. Eve and how <laughs> I think that that album should get a lot more support than it than it does. But one of the things, so we haven't mentioned some some big names here, and I think that's because they fall into the other side of album replay value, the opposite end of spectrum. What about the high volume artists, the the Young Thug, the Futures, the Gucci's, Currency? Um, you know, the artists that release very, very frequently, um, you know, you're talking with Future, you're talking multiple times a year, usually uh, Thug, he slowed down the last the last couple of years. But um, but before that was on pace of dropping, you know, a couple a couple projects a year. Gucci, we all know, drops every other week and currency is currency as well. Uh, artists with this with with that high amount of volume do you think do you guys think that album replay value matters to them or no because you can just essentially create a playlist of your 30 favorite future songs and call it a day or same with gucci thug whoever i would have to agree with you on that um i don't think they really care about you know making like the perfect environmental album uh, i think with them like you just said, they're they're just the type of artists where you just make a playlist of their best songs, and there you have it. Ken, how how do you feel about about that, about the high volume artists? Um, I um, I uh, I looked at it as a hustle. It's the Lil Wayne model. That's how Lil mm-hmm. Wayne got on, and I think it speaks to a little bit of the the streaming era that we we are in because it's a way for them to generate money one way or the other but for the most part that stuff is microwavable fast food um you know it's going to go in one ear and out the other or you know through the mouth and out the other way so you know it it doesn't really do much for you because there's little sustenance there but and 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 i think somewhat to a detriment for hip-hop overall but because other people try to mirror those successes, if that's what we want to call them. <clears throat> but nevertheless, I, I think that guys like Thug, I ain't going to talk about Gucci, uh, <laughs> but, but definitely Thug. And, and, I, and, and I, I actually messed with Thug. But um, I think they just try to take advantage of, of just the streaming era and the Spotify and you know stuff along those lines. 
Um, go ahead. Oh, my, my bad. Um, I would I would agree. I think it's um. I think that those artists are definitely counting on people to create playlists for their music because they make music so frequently. I think that they take they, they take an entirely different approach to music than artists who release artists who release albums differently. Like I think for them, um, they're I think part of their mentality is like nobody's gonna outwork me. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I think that to that degree, like I think the baby kind of has just demonstrated this kind of problem where I think it yeah. hurts album replay value because. I don't go back and listen to all those damn Young Thug albums. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. all the time. Like, that's just way too much to do. And neither do I do that with Future. A lot of Futures, some of Futures mixtapes I've never even heard all the way through. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just because you're releasing music entirely too often. So, like, the shit that I like from Future that I have, I mean, it's a lot of it. Because I was up on him really before he became, like, as big as he is now. Like, back when, like, we talking about Dirty Sprite and, like, Astronaut Status, really, Future. But like when he's become mainstream now he definitely like that shit definitely hurts i think your album replay value artists who release music too frequently like because it gives us so much to digest that we're not all able to focus in on something that like you know i'm trying to see if i like this and then you gave me this but Mm -hmm. since it's new i feel like i gotta go check out this new shit but i didn't really digest your previous shit like that so you know or do you think do you think that it also could be that that music just doesn't have that value and oh the yeah like and the, the label actual, knows yeah you're talking about the and actual, they have to yeah yeah okay. yeah I, yeah saying that their actual brand and style of music is not really that long lasting it's fast food to nemo's point like to nemo's um metaphor earlier like a lot of that stuff i think they are kind of a lot of that stuff is fast food because they make it within a couple of days and they just kind of throw it on the internet you feel me so a couple of minutes couple <laughs> minutes thank you like i heard Doug. I heard Doug and Future record like in an hour, like you know what I'm saying. We talk about mixtapes <laughs> yeah. here, so yeah, I think that definitely is uh, a part of the reason why they don't have replay values because they're just the actual quality lyrically, production wise. You didn't take time to curate that, so you rush. It's kind of just you know fast food, and it may taste good in the moment, but long term, it's not really that good for you. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Okay, now let's let's pull back the scope now that we named a lot of people and I'm sure there's other people that fall into categories cuz look, I mean, you can name a lot of artists that have one album that has good replay value, but does that mean that artist has great replay value, album replay value if they've released 10 projects and one or two of them you have good replay value. So let's kind of broaden the scope back and 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 go back to last decade to the 2000s which i kind of mentioned earlier kicking off when, when i was talking about kanye as one of the all-time greatest to me in hip-hop when it comes to album album replay value absolutely and ken i want to start here now i know this is a tough question because there's so many artists and hip-hop is even more diverse in its different pockets and and and, and all of that today than it was even 10 years ago but do you feel just by just by listening to all the names that we named and um, and kind of thinking back to the 2000s, do you think that there are more or less artists with album replay value? Um, and, and do you think that that's kind of reflective of the times of it being just the streaming and playlist and curating era? I think it's less. Um, you know, people play the algorithm game. They, um, and we we can we could trace that back to the 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 blogosphere era mm-hmm. where they were naming songs after celebrities 
because they were trying to take advantage of SEO and people search for it. Of course, their name will pop up out of curiosity. Maybe they'll listen to it. Maybe they won't. So because of that, you had a, a, a period where they were chasing uh, singles, which you can also trace back to the early 2000s where uh, singles were really, really big. And they were basically using singles to sell whole albums because they stopped selling singles in stores. And that's how we actually ran into a problem where music as a whole became less pleasant for a lot of people to listen to because they were playing, paying for albums that only had one song that they liked on it. So there was a rebellion by music consumers. Then you get into you know, the, the mid 2000s where you had the ringtone rap era. So that was, you know, like the evolution of singles to that point and people were making music for that. But you could probably trace all the way back to where we are now, but in the middle of that, that's when you had these other rappers come out, like you had 50 Cent, you had, you know, the clips were around that time, Dipset were, were huge the game and all these guys made names for themselves, but they did that by dropping albums and by dropping a lot of mixtapes in, in their time. So they're flooding the streets with their product mm -hmm. and then technology evolved. And then here we are now, but I think after that, then you went to the, to the, the blogosphere era. And then out of that, you get Drake Wale currency who started way back in the early 2009, late nineties. And, um, uh, Meek Mill and all these other guys and that evolved to of course Spotify and, and we're basically in this tech world of music so for me I think having said all of that that middle part of the 2000s is where is where you have a lot more quality products, quality albums to listen to and then I think on the the outside of those, the exterior of those, you had those singles, ringtone eras, and then the SEO era as well. So nowadays, because those two eras were so beneficial to those artists and helped them get recognized and get on, and now you add in this third part where you, they can make money off streaming and playlists, you have people playing to three different sides of music consumption. And that's why mm. you have albums today that has less replay value. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think, I think definitely that there are, al there are artists with replay value today that we identify, but for the most part, when you look at the, the biggest, the biggest names, I mean, we named future young thug and, and those are two artists that are two of the the bigger names you know they're not they're not drake kendrick or cole but they're in probably around that next tier with they're like with, right with, under them right so and those are artists that we identified having pretty much zero, little to zero album replay value mm -hmm. so i think that i think that it shows versus when you're looking at the 2000s i mean can i mean who can we name from the from the any point in the 2000s that didn't have great replay value, but was of that tier in terms of uh, of popularity as an as an artist. I mean, there's not many names that there's not many names that come to mind. I mean, you think of the 2000s, you think of Kanye, you think of you think of Jay Z, you think of Nas, you think of 
you think of um 50 cent eminem um mm-hmm. you think of outcast early you think of lil wayne mm-hmm. uh jay-z i think i mentioned um so you think of those names and none of those artists uh none of those artists you would put uh that i just named you would say have none even wayne who released at a very prolific rate he had the carter two and the carter three and um, some bodies of work that were very that very much have album replay yeah, value right so i don't think that there's many artists that we can name from the 2000s that really were as big as future and young thug are that don't have or or have even little album replay value we're talking about nelly we're talking about his crew that came through that had chingy guys like that um, Eminem was still big back then, but no, and 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 the music started to deteriorate, and that's when you came. That's when Nas came out with "Hip Hop Is Dead," and people started yeah. to talk, you know, down on on the music, the quality of music a, as a whole. So yeah, yeah, you're right. But doesn't that also usually people always usually um, connect that to when hip hop became very corporatized? So is that a reason why maybe the general decline in hip hop has occurred like at the mainstream level do you think Yeah there 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 is a correlation um there especially when you had guys just going back a little bit further like MC Hammer mm-hmm. Vanilla Ice mm-hmm. Tone Loke um Rex and Effect so you had guys that were making very formulaic radio friendly songs that were making a lot of money because the corporation realized that there was there was there was a profit in it mm-hmm. and you know it it pretty much pushed the more high quality stuff that were at one point getting a lot of re- replay value and 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 were playing on the radio it pushed them to the bottom yeah because Gotcha. They were not playing that stuff in the clubs like that anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I agree. I I would I would agree with that. Now let's take it all the way back and, and close with this, or all the way forward, I should say, I guess, and look at the the artists that we have kind of coming up and defining this new generation, or what we think um, is the start of a new defining rap generation. You have Meg The Stallion. You have um, you have little baby, you have the baby, you have um, you have a lot of people talk about talk about Gunna, so we can throw him in there. I'm just naming names to to name them, but um, you look at that crop of artists that's that's on the rise and looking to come to fruition and and kind of set up to be that next generation, and also a lot of people throw YBN Cordae into that as well. Um, how? If we look at if we acknowledge that from the 2000s to the 2010s that that we all would agree that there's some sort of decline in um in album replay value being critical to um to the success of an artist it it still plays a, it still plays a role in a lot of artists um and, but we do have we do have some artists that have made it to extremely high highs without having much quote unquote album replay value so projecting that another 10 years from now when we're when we're in 2030 and hopefully we're all (laughs) we don't have a pandemic or any of this stuff going on that's going on now 
do we do we look back and do we think we see even less album replay value than we had in this last decade? I think uh, we'll see more. Go ahead, Nemo. Potentially, we will. I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think potentially. I think there is a trend of. There is a trend of a certain type of hip hop that is coming back into to the to the common listener. I think, and I think that, um, or I, at least maybe I don't know if I have that perception just because that's what I like to listen to. But I definitely maybe it's just I definitely think that there is, you know, a return of what would be considered authentic, you know, hip hop making a return back to more of the mainstream consciousness, and that's because I have to agree it, with you. You have to agree or disagree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, and one name I, I noticed we didn't mention, um, and I think he's interesting, Childish Gambino. Um, I would have, I would have to say that I think his I, about. Uh, I just, let's see. I would think at least three of his projects got some pretty damn good replay value. I would agree with that. Yeah, and I think that he's such an he's because we see him in so many other uh, things like movies and stuff and TV shows and shit. He's such a uh, he's such a multi talented person, but like his music career is uh, by itself. Like if he was just known for music, he would have had a pretty damn successful music career. So yeah. I think that he's somebody who I think that um, I would mention as somebody who's having high replay value. And to answer this last question about leading into the future, somebody although he said he's retiring the name Childish Gambino, I don't know if that means he'll necessarily stop making music. But even if he stops making music up until this point, he's definitely been one of the pioneers of this new generation of ours that has showed great music quality that equals great album replay quality. So, I mean, I think he's, but I, I honestly, yeah, we, I think we slept on him a little bit in this conversation. I think that like, as far as replay value, he definitely is in the conversation for a big name who is, who has that. Rondo, yeah. tell would, me, tell me who that. has he pioneered? Bruh, who is he pioneered? Yes. What you mean? Like, who is he inspired? Yes. Childish, bruh, like, there are a like, lot of, get, like... Give me a prominent artist today that is inspired by Childish Gambino. Because I know his music years? is good, but I don't know about him pioneering anything. I mean, so wait, so... I mean, I, I I would definitely. I mean, I don't know any specific artists uh, like that are coming up under him that I know of. But I don't follow that many like artists that young anyway. I follow mainly artists like that are around his age and his peers. Well, who, who would you say has music that sounds like his? Not too many, which is why I think his albums have replay value because he's very experimental. And like, I think that when people, I think he tries to give you an experience with an album. Like he's not just trying to, you know give you something like he's trying to give you like an artistic experience and like to um i think uh chris mentioned this earlier that's a part of the atmosphere of an album which you know like what we were talking about earlier so like i think that as far as like just his atmosphere and the song structure and stuff like that which i equated earlier to having to equaling great replay value he has those two things so in my opinion so like i think that's why he has replay value and his peers like from you know he has his drake and chance the rapper and like you know, all those type of people, like, they have, you know, admitted to, like, being inspired by his work and admitted that he's a great artist. So, yeah, I'll have to throw him in that conversation. Chance is another name we didn't mention, and I think that was for good reason. I, yeah, his last <laughs> album was 
I mean, even though I didn't, I didn't particularly think it was super terrible like everybody else did, but like because of just how generally poor, poorly received it was, he's not going to be in that. Yeah. But Coloring still, books. I don't know. It's still kind of weird because he has a really good, he has a couple good, really good projects. So I'm not that big on acid rap, but I think Coloring Book is phenomenal. Oh man, acid rap is the shit. Oh wow, honestly, uh, Coloring Book was my first impersonation of Chance. And uh, when I went back to acid rap, I actually uh, liked acid rap better. But yeah, C- Coloring Book was a very good project. It was too. a good project, though. It was good. Which is, you know, yeah, he's he's um like the big day to me was was like generally all right because I liked some of the songs on there. Like, but and I I didn't I didn't really mind him talking about his wife, but it's just like I think he maybe could have just explained their love story a little bit more detailed wise. Like, it could have made it more interesting. Yeah. Like that, okay. and that was my thing with it, it without rehashing the entire met and like what was I would have been interested to hear like maybe how y'all met and like more of like on some like mm-hmm. I don't know it was just like again I I love that you love your wife but I mean and then sonically some of that stuff was just really poppy and then yeah. you know so that's what hurt him I think in this conversation one hundred percent so Ken I want to I want to toss it to you though you said you started kicking off with the the question that we're on. Um, in that out artists going forward in the next generation, this coming generation, the next ten years or or so of hip hop, you you think that there that there could be more album replay value, and why is that? Trends, I think the up and coming artists will take note of what's working today and and mirror that, and you know it sometimes takes these trends years to manifest themselves these artists to build up a name and a following but mm-hmm. i think that given where we are and given the history of how music has gone people tend to follow what works and if people are paying more attention to album projects as a whole and less to the singles then you'll start to see more of that and mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like when Drake dropped that so-called playlist album, you didn't see, I felt like I didn't see many people kind of follow and try to mirror that. I yeah. felt I've seen more people try to we'll put out original work. albums. Yeah, well thought out, out albums. Now, there is one thing that I'm paying attention to now as we have this conversation that could alter that. And that's Griselda because they're putting out something mm-hmm. every other week, it seems like. Yeah, but also they have. I think what people are, are missing with them is that they have the talent to be able to put out that amount of work and still maintain that level of quality and high replay value. Mm-hmm. And then there 100%. are a couple of artists like Ben and the Butcher that do take their time with with their work. So, you know, I think that as we move forward and people put more attention into the the artistry and and the the concepts and the ideas you'll start to see people put out more albums that has replay value for the end consumer well Mm -hmm. i sure hope so i sure hope so because we're looking at you know i mean if album replay value returns to be a thing um among and not that it's not that it's not a thing so i don't want to i don't want to I dismissed the last statement because I don't want to make it sound like it's non-existent. We we established that that it does exist and that most of the 
the biggest acts are do have some level of album of album replay value. So, but I'm saying that if album replay value does be become a, as important as it as it was in the last couple generations of hip hop, then I think that that bodes well because at the end of the day. I think that that makes artists um, push for quality over quantity and quality over quantity is going to be great because even if you have even if you have quality and not quantity, you can still make your own playlist and it doesn't have to be 960 songs or whatever the hell I got going on with my shit. So I, I I'm very I'm very excited to look forward to see what these what these artists do. You know, YBN Cordae is somebody I think that going forward, I think he's somebody that could uh that could be of the the album artist style um versus i'm very i'm very curious to see where where little baby and the baby go if the baby slows down if he chills out meg the stallion seems like like she's probably pushing towards some sort of album artist i could see her being in in the the cardi b mold of someone that releases once every two years with a big amount of 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 records and you know from there i think i think it's very interesting to see i'm very interested to see especially what little baby does because he's he's on fire right now and so i'm very curious to see if he's gonna drop a lot or if he's gonna take his time and really uh wait his wait his turn and and create uh quality focus on creating albums with replay value as opposed to getting out um hot songs and maintaining uh maintaining the charts all year Mm. Yeah, good point. Good point. I'm interested to see as well. And I guess um, with the uh, the current wave of rappers of the babies, little babies, gunners, YB and Cardays, um, the baby just put out something the other day, like yesterday. Yeah. Um, but he, um, I don't know, man. I I think that um, like I said, I hope that we do get to see an increase in album quality. And like I said, since there are so many artists now, if certain artists start dropping less. It's not like we're going to be, you know, there's plenty of music to go around. Yeah. So we're not going to be starving just because somebody, but also I think also to that point, artists feel the need to drop every more often to stay relevant because there's so many music now. So you can be easily forgotten too. So that go down to just how as impactful your music is when you do drop it. And I think that's the best mark of any artist is that no matter when I drop, when I drop, it's going to make a big splash. And mm-hmm. that to me is where I think I would want to be as an artist and where I think every artist like is most comfortable so i hope that the albums get better <laughs> yeah i mean i would love to be kendrick lamar and have an album on the billboard 200 for 400 yeah, weeks like and I'm just get, I'll, give me that career any day of the yeah, week right i'll take it uh all right gentlemen this has been a very very fun podcast i've really enjoyed this discussion i really enjoy um sitting here I, I really enjoy coming up with these kind of concepts uh uh for podcasts specifically on on the hip hop side of, of my podcast. I want to thank you all for, for tuning into the podcast. And I want to thank you all, my three guests, Ramil, Nemo, and Ken for all coming on the podcast, all of their links in their descriptions, their, their, their social media handles, their, um, their, the links to their podcasts, all of that will be in the description. So go check them out. I I'm fans of all the content that they do. And gentlemen, I look forward to having you all back on the podcast again. All right, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for listening, too. Yep. Appreciate uh, you having me through, Chris. Enjoy. Always. Great conversation. Yeah, thank, thank you, man. It was, it was a good conversation.
always, gentlemen. My pleasure, and I'll be talking to all of you guys soon. All right, man. Later. See you guys. Peace. Take care.